got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. That's how we own it! It's your boy, my son. And I'm Tamika D. Mallory, and this is Street Politicians. Where the streets and politics meet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on? How you been today? It's been good. It's been What's good. Going on? It's been a full week. Oh, man. Since our last uh, podcast, it has been a full week. Full week. A lot, lot of going stuff on. Happened. And this weekend, wow. Everything. Whew. We was, you know, we was working, but we did. We worked a lot this week until Freedom, our baby, our organization is coming together. You coming. know, and a lot of people coming. ask, like, they're like, "How did all of this happen?" Right? Was... Like, everywhere we go, people are like, "What's the story of how street politicians came about?" Also, until Freedom, and just the story of how we came together in general. And it's been, it's been a six year, about six years, journey. six plus years, man, yeah. just working, just. You know, I tell people all the time, man, sometimes you meet people, sometimes you have situations, and it's just a calling. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You were already doing the work, and I was fresh out of prison, just trying to find, not really fresh out of prison, really but home fresh. from prison for a while, and still just trying to find my space, mm-hmm. doing music, I was doing personal training, right. you know, I was just utilizing right. every attribute that I had to try to create a lane. You know, and we we connected at first, a service event. At a service event, shout out to my homegirl Mita who had called me to do a service event on a Christmas, and you were there. You also wanted to organize that yeah. event, 
and, and Shayna. And Shayna, shout out to Shayna. It was a lot of people there. Karuchi was there. Yeah. I didn't Free know was that. There. Yeah. I didn't know that Karuchi yeah, was Karuchi there. Yeah, Karuchi was there. Free Jennifer was there. Williams. Jennifer Williams. A lot Mishanda. of different people. Mashonda was there. Yeah. You know, shout out to Mashonda. I, I knew Mashonda for years. But we just started the vibe. And then that's when you wanted to do personal training because I was a personal trainer. And while we were, I was training you, you st- I started telling you about the music about that the, I did. Exactly. And then, and then we I listened to it as yeah. our background music. I was playing the music. And you was like, yo, this is dope. And then I let you hear this one piece that I did for Trayvon Mother's mm-hmm. Mother. Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin's mother, sorry. And you were like, yo, that is so beautiful. I actually know her. Like, and I'm going to send it, I'm which send I did. it to her. And, and she fell in love with you. She fell in love with me. And then you was like, I know... My homegirl Carmen goes into ten- detention centers and she works with these yep. these youth. I think it would be happen. dope for you. Introduce me to her. Next thing I know, we were in the Justice League. Yeah, we was we in, was I was in the middle of the street at a, a march for um, your first protest. First protest ever. First protest. You know, and it's been a good you know ride, but it's time for us to really bring yeah. all of what we have to the forefront so that, you know, we've done a lot to serve other people, which we will always Always, serve all our organizations that we're members of and, you know, and just all of these other things that we do all the time to support other people's visions. But now our vision is coming to the forefront and we love our Until Freedom family, specifically our co-founders, Linda Sarsour and Angelo Pinto. Shout out to my people. All y'all do is argue all the time. All day. We all argue all the time. That's what we do. And I think that's where greatness comes from. I think when you debate with someone mm-hmm. and you have a different point of view and you're able to at least let them understand your point of view and then you come together and you form like Voltron because everybody does different, different things. things. We have right. different entry points into this work and into this movement, but we all have the same goal. Exactly. You know, so it's like with Until Freedom is like a one-stop shop for everything. Yeah. You have people who we have a lawyer. Angelo's a lawyer. You have Linda who who specifically does policy, and she is, you know, in tune with the Muslim community, with the Palestinian community. She is. Like, she pretty much is. And her book is dropping. And her her book book. is dropping. So uh, there's a lot happening. A lot lot going on. Yeah, but it's been a, a, a good ride to get to this place, and we have to give love to our sister, our big sister, our mentor. She's not that big, though. She's still a little snack pack. Little snack cat trig, cat trig, a little snack pack from I Woman TV. Snack trig, call her snack trig. If you don't know cat trig, you need to write the snack trig. That's a new nickname. If you don't know it, you need to check her out. But we love our I Woman TV family, and so, um, like I said, this weekend in particular was loaded. A lot of stuff was happening. We ended the week last week with uh, the Senate voting against bringing witnesses to the impeachment trial for Donald Trump. I mean, that's like a sham. Like, this whole impeachment trial to me is a sham. And and I get it because we have to let the world see this. Like, it has to be documented how far they're willing to go to really undermine the government. Like undermine how far, America. America. Just like, just undermine America. The whole America. Constitution is being thrown like, out right now. To really see this, like, when you really watch this in real time, it's like you sitting there and you're confused. Like, is this really what's happening? Because I know if this was me and you, we would be under the jail. Well, let's save the conversation okay. for later because we really need, yeah, to, we need get to get into, into it. But, you know, that happened, and, and I think, you know, as you're coming out of the week or ending the week with the impeachment stuff just being, as you said, a sham. And then... 
I received a text message actually from Angelo, our partner, saying Bloomberg might make the debate stage. Now, the rules for the Democratic Party had been that you have to have thousands of donations from everyday people Mm -hmm. before you can make it to the debate stage. That's right. Right? Now, all the people of color are gone. Gone. Corey's gone. Corey's gone. Kamala's gone. Kamala's gone. Um, What's his name? I was about to call him Fidel, Lord Jesus. Castro. Uh, Julian Castro is gone. gone. All the people of color are gone. And now Because they didn't meet these criteria. Because they, well, it's not that they didn't meet the criteria because they were on the debate stage, but it was becoming more and more of a struggle financially, um, the support that they need. Corey was having a hard time getting his poll numbers up, and you also have to be at least at 4% um, uh, a polling at 4% mm-hmm. in order for you to, to be to make the debate stage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were having some issues and challenges there. But these folks, all of them are gone, and now Bloomberg enters the race, decides he opts out of taking any political, any donations from just the outside public. He's paying for his campaign himself, pouring millions and millions of dollars Over into his campaign. Over $120 in, in Okay, okay, in, in advertisement, right? Yeah. And he's now eligible to be in the debate because the Democratic Party has changed the rules now. I mean, it just, anyway, we talk about that yeah. later. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems 
may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Um, the Super Bowl ads, a lot of mixed feelings out there about the ads. We can talk about the NFL um, ads where Inspire Change, which is their initiative that is it sort of comes out of the Colin Kaepernick um, uh, situation, the Colin T- Kaepernick protest. Um, and, and so Inspire Change is supposed to bring the issues that the players have to the forefront. Um, along with the Players Coalition. And so they had an advertisement that was shown uh, during the Super Bowl this year that people have different feelings about. Um, And then, and of course, you had Donald Trump. He had an ad where he specifically targeted the black community around criminal justice reform. To me, it was extremely disgusting, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, And then I want to make sure I say this brother's name properly, Gervonta. Javante. Javante. Oh, Davis. Okay. Javante Davis, Davis mm-hmm. um, who is a, I, uh, my, our buddy keeps telling me that he is a star. He is. He's, he's, play, he's a star boxer. What does that the, mean? It means that he's pretty much ranked in the top ten in the world in boxing. And wow. he's, he's, like, on the road to be number one. Like, he's, he's That's up That's Floyd there. Mayweather's Floyd protege. May- yes. Okay. Floyd's I, I remember last month, because I was trying to figure out who he, who he is, and I remember last month, all the who's who was out looking good going to a boxing match in Atlanta, boxing. and it was him. Okay. So, um, he basically snatched his baby mama, as they say, but I like to say his daughter's mother, uh, off of her, out of her seat at some type of event looked like it was a sporting event. There were a number of TMT event uh, signs around. But he snatched her out of her seat by her collar. Uh, some people say his hand was around her throat. I'm not sure exactly, but definitely he was in that area. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of controversy online about that, um, you know, and just what it means and what it looks like and the whole thing. So we can talk about that. Um, and then, you know, last but not least, perhaps we won't get an opportunity to really, really get into it, but I think it's important for us to mention that the coronavirus is spreading, that there is now um, another possible case in New York. One, that, uh, one case has been confirmed in Boston. Um, I remember checking the numbers last week at some point, and it was 11,000 in one publication. <sighs> By the time I checked again last night, they said 14,000 people in China specifically are, excuse me, have been um, affected by this virus. Uh, And now we have more cases here in in the U.S. Somewhere it said nine. Now it says 12. So not sure, but people really need to stay protected, pay attention. And if you feel like you're sick, Go to the doctor and get yourself checked. ASAP. And, and, and just right now, we're hearing from our producers that there are 17,000 at this point. So, again, I checked last week, 11,000. By the time I checked yesterday, 14,000. And now today, we're hearing 17,000 people uh, and 11 in the U.S. So the, this is very serious. And I, and, and I think the, 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 the important thing for us to know, I was reading the New York Times article 
um, this weekend that talked about how China was aware that this uh, virus was wow. spreading. They knew it. And in fact, they chastised doctors who were speaking about it to people who were outside of the hospital. So there was one so they doctor. They tried to in, keep it quiet. They tried to keep, but this is, China operates on secrecy, hush, 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 hush silence. They don't like to talk, you know, the, as the, I'm talking about the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. So let's be real clear about that. But they, they operate on, you know, silency. Nobody don't want anyone in their business. You know, we don't really talk publicly about what's going on within our country. And, in fact, there was a doctor who was quarantined on a particular floor with people who had the virus or who have the virus. And he texted some friends who are also in the medical field mm -hmm. and said to them, I'm quarantined on such and such floor this is very akin to SARS. It's a real big situation. And when, and of course, those people went around telling folks. And when the hospital found out about it, they chastised him and then made him sign some type of legal documentation that he wouldn't talk about it anymore. Wow. So as a result of them not doing what was necessary and making sure that other governments knew about it so people could do the things that we see now where they shut down travel and, and also just inform people, if you go into China, know that this is happening. Because they didn't do that, it's spreading across the country, and you know who knows what we what's going to end up happening. So, wow, that's a lot. These man. governments have power over our lives. It's really serious, man. We got to pray for the people in China. That's for seventeen thousand. That's a lot of people. Ooh. Seventeen thousand people. I, I keep hearing about the coronavirus, and they saying how many people are actually dying. Is this is it so? No. Is it mutating to this point where they're dying instantly, or is it? Something that is potential. So I saw There's a real strong potential. people, and that's at my last check, and I was off already. Two hundred fifty by three thousand people. Two hundred and fifty-nine people had died. No one in the U.S. has died from the virus okay. yet. So you know, it seems like it is treatable, but you know, still, again, how it happened, how it's spreading, what it's, information yeah, has been out serious. there. A serious. lot of conversations to be had about that. So I guess we'll start with uh, my thought of the day. I mentioned, you said Gervonta. Gervonta. Gervonta Davis, uh, the boxer. Mm -hmm. And I'm really troubled, Mice. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really, really, really troubled because I posted, I, had, I, I saw on the Shade Room and Ball Alert and all of these different sites, I saw that this incident happened. Mm -hmm. So you know me. Whenever I see a black woman being mistreated, I'm always like always. my little spidey senses peek up and I'm ready to go because I know that, as Malcolm X said, the black woman is the most unprotected, disrespected person in the world. And so as I, I looked at it and I saw it, and for the first time in a long time, I decided I wasn't going to say much because – you know, people always accuse me, you so, you know, you always bashing black men and this and that. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything yet. I was going to wait until this was in the middle of the night. So I'm like, let me wait until I talk to you and, you know, brothers and, and just be like, yo, do y'all see this? Maybe you could lead the conversation on how this, is ha how this happened and what it looks like. And then I saw his Instagram comment, which he said, I didn't, you know, oh, y'all relax, basically. Yeah, I was aggressive, but I didn't hit her, and I would never uh, uh, abuse her or hurt her like that. 
But anyway, Happy New Year's and January was trash. So that was it for me. And the other thing I saw was he was out with some of your friends partying the night after you know, it happened. How I got put on the bus? Because these are your some people. Some of your friends. These are your friends. They were hanging out the night of after this incident happened well, I think, partying. Well, I think, you know, in, in, you know, in defense. Wait, but my thought of the day. Okay, get your And then you got day. it. I'm going to let you take it away from me. Okay. My thought of the day was around when I saw his his comment, I posted it and I said, is someone going to tell him that this is violence and that this is abuse and it was wrong? Is anybody going to tell him that? And, and, and of course, over 2,000 comments are now on my page. Most of them, I will say, uh, you know, I would say like 70%, and that's a low rating to me, are, fe- are people in general who are like, it's wrong, it's abuse, it's wrong, what have you. And I have to also say, I am very, very grateful and humbled by the amount of black men who are on my page saying, full stop, no, it's wrong, period. But there is another 30% of women and men, and a lot of women, not saying more, but a lot of women, who are saying all he did was hem her up a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? It's not really that serious. Like, come on. They, you, like, telling we, me shut up. But we have to get into this. But the question, the thought of the day, which I still haven't gotten to, okay. is we need to have, first of all, a big conversation about domestic violence. And then the real question is, like, why don't other people see this as abuse? Like, mm-hmm. what is happening that we don't see that as abuse? Well, we see, oh, what well, we don't see why we don't see that as abuse. I believe, and what I say is, we've normalized abnormality, especially in this culture. In the culture that we live in, like, you'll watch, because this is common. This is not an abnormal thing. You be in a club, or somebody sees their girl talking to somebody, you'll see somebody grab her, pull her, you'll see girls hit their man, and people laugh, and they put the memes up. And there's never really any seriousness because it has been normalized in our culture. Is it right? Of course not. I come from a family in which I've I've witnessed, you know, domestic abuse, so I understand the seriousness of it. But there is a a dynamic and a demographic within our culture who have normalized this, who used to getting hemmed up. They see their man and they argue and they put their hands on their man and he grabs her and they shake each other and this is how they express some level of love. This is a normal thing that I've seen done numerous times. With couples who who you see together the next day and they they didn't get into nothing they'll laugh about it like yeah I was about to break his neck or yeah she she know better than me I had to hem up a little this is normal especially within our culture right now is it right no but is it normal you see that you have thirty percent of people who see that this is something that's they they used to it yeah, they, they feel like they're, they're like so come bad. on it wasn't like he you sort of he said oh come on I wouldn't do nothing like that because to him. Just grabbing her like that wasn't anything that was abusive. There was no level of abuse to her. It was just him explaining to her how he was mad. This is how he was able to express if he didn't punch her, if he didn't hit her, it was okay. And I've argued with men on my page who have watched men fully beat women and said, well, she hit him first or she's done this. Like, beat her like she... So the mind state yeah. is way different. Because the big question that folks had is, what did she do? What did she do to to make him respond this way? 
you know, what was, what was, who was she there with? Was she, then someone said, well, he escorted her out. And he probably told her to get up via text or whatever, and she didn't go, and therefore he had to escort her out. So I'm just trying to figure out how people see someone grabbing you by the neck or by your collar and forcefully lifting you out your chair to be escorting. Because escorting to me means you arm in arm. And I can only, I can imagine. If you doing something crazy or maybe she texted him something crazy or she was out doing God knows what. Maybe he saw her on somebody's stories, kicking and too much, and you know, whatever. Who knows? I could even imagine him walking up to her and, and, and arm in arm telling her, like, we getting out of here right now. You know, I'm, I'm pissed off, this, that, and the third. We going to discuss this or whatever. I could see that. But he grabbed. This is a man who is a boxer, mm-hmm. whose his hands are considered to be lethal weapons. Yes, they are. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. I I, I get it. Yeah. But I also get that there's a... I'm telling you, you can go in the average club and see those type of situations happen, happen all, all day. And people normalize it. I'm the trying to The police could be there. The, the bouncer, the police won't even... They won't even get involved. In they won't... Unless... Most of the time, they're like, just walk away. They're not going to say there's a domestic dis- dispute. If he was grabbing his girlfriend by the collar and pulling her, they'd be like, hey, calm down. They're not going to arrest. They n- immediately, because it's normalized within our culture. And I understand what you're saying. But I think we have to really look and be serious about our analysis of this situation. Because m- uh, most people, especially in the hip-hop culture, this is a normal thing. But see, but that, okay. So that brings me to my point on... And what I and what I said, because I think on the shade room, I said when I saw your friends having a good time with him at the club later on, I said no one's gonna tell him that what he did was wrong. Well, who says they did? Okay. Because all you I, saw was the picture. And I, I a video, and I, I totally respect that, right? I do. But I also feel like that's one of the biggest problems that we have is allowing people around us to get away with things that we really should be like, I don't really want to hang out with you right now if I think that it's possible that you're abusive. Now, check this out. A woman sent me a DM afterwards telling me about another incident with someone very close to her and him. And then someone else came on my page and said some other girl named Ari that I'm not sure who that is, another uh, celebrity or whatever, you know, influence, whatever you want to call her, that she said he came to her hotel and kicked her door, tried to kick her door in, saying that he was going to beat her ass, right? So now there's been, there is... I mean, but what happens is now he's opened up Pandora's box. Like, and this is what usually happened. If, if you're an abusive person... Then it usually comes out. If you've abused somebody before, and even the m- most minute situations like this can open, uncover that. And I, you know, I don't, I don't, I wish that it's wrong. I wish that it, um, that these are not true allegations because he's a young black kid from the inner city, grew up in a, uh, uh, um, foster care. He's been by himself, come from the the, the dirt poverty, so. From Philly, like so, you no, want that Baltimore, Baltimore, my fault. You're mm-hmm. right, Philly, from Baltimore, and you want to see him become successful, but you don't want, you don't, you, we can't condone things like this. But at the the reality is, there is a culture that is very toxic that we celebrate right now, and it's normalized. 
And we have to, of course, we got to call out things when we see it. When we see people do things, we got to call out. But what we have to do is try to start changing the toxicity of the culture. But that's my question. Can you change the toxicity without challenging? I'm trying to figure out why is it that I even, even, and I didn't even bring this up in my post, although many of the comments was questioning why another any other black men who were in that room didn't stop and say, hey, you can't take her out of here like that. You need to relax, my man. You can't because I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you the realest thing the, in that situation right there. Now, if he'd have punched her in the face and somebody got in, sure, I'm sure the woman would. They been, don't listen to me, but listen, no, listen. And I'm, you know that I'm not saying this. Listen, I want to give give my point out. Is that if he'd have punched her and and he jumped, somebody jumped in for her, she would have been okay. Thank you. But in that situation, I've seen those exact situations where the woman say, oh, "Mind your business." Mm-hmm. We good over here, and they'll jump you. So that I've makes, seen, I've so seen. So that's the issue. No, that is the issue because people, especially in those situations like that where there isn't any blunt um force and punches and and things thrown, people don't know how far to get involved in someone else's mm-hmm. relationship because they have been vic- They have thought that they were doing the best thing, and the woman will tell her to mind her business. We got this. Don't worry about this because okay. they have. They have toxic relationships okay. that these things are normalized. So that's in. when. So now we need to be talking. I mean, it just feels. Like it has the to be a full conversation on us as women. But it's, I don't think it's on it you. No, I think it's on. Ev- I think it's on way. a relationship. I think people have to be have to restructure this this culture of how relationships are handled. Because I'm telling you that nine out of ten people that you come from, you ask in our communities. Especially in the hip hop culture, the young within between the twenty something before a little bit before thirty or even thirty will tell you that oh it wasn't that serious. All he did was grab her by the collar, like he ain't beat her up. Like I'm telling you that that's so. The, so in other words, there has to be a conversation across the board. Across the board. I I just want. I'm hoping. I'm personally hoping in my thought of the day that my son is being taught by every man around him, every man, that that behavior is wrong, number one, that it doesn't matter what she did, that you can't, she's not your dog, she's not your child, because you're not even allowed to beat dogs, and they've stopped really allowing you to even uh, uh, physically chastise your children. Mm-hmm. Although my parents didn't care about oh, that. Oh, you they're not you grab your, your your child by the collar, you ain't going to get it. Okay. Trouble. So but you still it might be somebody that says this looks a little whatever and whatever. But I hope that people are telling them this is not the right way to behave. But I also would hope that if he does do it, that there would be a real come to Jesus conversation and that maybe his friends wouldn't be in the club laughing and joking and having a good time because basically what that says is it's a throwaway thing. It's okay. not that serious. So this is what I want I want to ask you. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. 
Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. And this is a really serious point. When Solange hit Jay-Z mm-hmm. in the elevator, mm-hmm. did anyone Say that she was there was a number of articles and people who spoke to the fact that violence, no matter what is wrong, and in fact, I, but saw, I didn't hear it. I, I heard, I heard her being that, celebrated. That may, be, that may be what you heard, but I'm just telling you, there were a lot of people, and in fact, and I can find it for you uh-huh. and share with you, and in fact, there was an entire, you know, part of our community or many people in our community who argued that should he have been allowed to hit her back mm-hmm. because she hit him, mm-hmm. right? Well, I didn't, I'm just trying to tell you, in our culture, because maybe it was somewhere else, but I'm talking about in the culture where I live, it was no, celebrated. I, I, but I'm just Solange telling you was celebrated as, that's right, you, dis, you disrespected me, you disrespected my sister, we no, put our hands on you. It was no, put no. in music. It was every. There was nobody that I seen of any level of stature. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think that we didn't. We, you know, we didn't look into it before coming here. If you had asked me that, I'm saying, I'm, I may I'm have personally added, never But seen I'm going to go back and find okay. it because I know that there were stories where women were talking and men were talking about violence and and how it's wrong and what have you. But what I will say is this. I don't think anyone needs to put their hands on anyone. I think everybody needs to keep their hands to themselves. I don't want my son's girlfriend hitting him. I don't want him hitting her. But I will say this. Black men need to understand, specifically all men need to know, but black men need to know that you got birth from a woman, that you got birth through a woman. And if you abuse the person that carried you and brought you into this world, it's some real scum shit about that. I hear you, but and we, I'm not we saying have to that also, we have to look at, like you said, what is abuse? 
What ab- it, it, abuse is? I'm sitting somewhere, and you physically come and decide that I gotta go. But I, but I'm trying to tell you that it's normalized, and I've seen. I understand women, that. I've seen women do it to, to a bunch of men. Anytime a man to be in the club There's having a conversation with a woman. And I've women have come grab you out your seat. I I promise I've seen it you. I promise you a that bunch the of times. average man cannot will not physically move when a woman comes and grabs him. I promise you that that's not but, it's not physically okay, possible. Okay, no, no, no. What I'm asking you is is the fact that he doesn't move. Does no, it, it's wrong. Do, okay, okay, that's what I'm trying to say. No because, problem. Because she can't physically move him, but the the act itself is the same act. I, and I'm saying to you that it is wrong. Okay, so. so. I, that's it. I'm I just saying think it's that wrong. it's, it's a two-pronged conversation, I'm and saying I think that, but physical I, but abuse I, I don't... in any case is wrong, and we have to have the conversation because the culture has normalized it on both ends. I, okay, that's fine, and and we could be done with it, and I, I just I feel like a lot of brothers are out here talking about, you know, respect the man, I'm a man, and what that looks like, and if it doesn't look like having the discipline that you will not, in public, violate, embarrass, and disrespect with your uh, physical ability that is clearly more dominant than a woman. If you don't have that type of discipline, then don't come tell me about being a man. Okay. Don't don't tell so me about that. I so, hear you, but okay, so, but so you want to have the last word no, on I did, this? I, Go because ahead. It, to me, like, I, listen to me. You know, I'm an advocate. Like, I I cannot. You're not going to do anything to a woman in front. It's just not going to happen. Like, it's never going to happen. But what I'm asking is, are we having that same criteria? Is is you, a woman putting her hands on a man, does that exclude her from womanhood? Is that less, is her lack of discipline? Does I think it, that except, is, it does show okay, a so, lack of discipline. I mean, but what you, you just said, listen to me, you just said, what you just said is, no, 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 well, I just want to, let me say what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you said, if a man doesn't have the discipline enough not to put his hands or grab anything to a woman, then he can't talk about being a man. And I'm asking you, if a woman doesn't have that same discipline enough not to put her hands on a man, can we say that she's not a woman? I think, I think, yeah, it's very childish. Okay. And, the, okay. and, and I That's think it. it's very childish. And I will say again that there is a difference in the physical it is. ability of men and women. I think that, uh, and I'm not me, saying that it's right or wrong. And I think you're right. A conversation needs to happen again a, across the board. People need to not put their hands on each other. But the problem that I have with this conversation even is the equivocation. That because we're talking about something that actually happened yesterday or the day before yesterday, that we need to now bring up what women have done also instead of us being able to deal with the fact that this happened and and, and there are a lot of... I don't think think that we're not dealing with it. I think that we've already... I think that my point, my position was that it's wrong. It is totally wrong, and you asked me why. You uh, your question is why, why don't people, people care? And I and, and I had abusive. to break it down to why it is because when you can see Solange do that, or you were in a club with a dude dance with a dude, and you see a girl walk up behind him and start hitting him, and a they, dude they, dancing with a dude, yeah, that no, not want, a dude. I'm talking about a girl, <laughs> a dude gotta, dancing with yeah. a girl, and somebody come up behind and the and woman hit him, comes yeah, and beat him up, and it's it's a, a number one meme, and everybody's laughing and joking, ain't nobody saying yo, that's messed up. So I understand with your point of view. Because for me, I'm physically too strong. I'm not going to do anything to a woman because no matter what you do to me, you can't really hurt me. 
So my hope, my first thing is to restrain you or harm you. So I don't see a yeah, need right. to return fire or harm you. Fire, whoa. Return fire. fire. Because they firing. Because the a woman is firing. Just think about it. She's firing. Lord. That's firing. Look, well, if you throw a punch, that's what they call fire. fire. Some fire has okay. is sold not for sale mixtape. Oh, the mixtape is there out. You go. That was a good segue. That is Let me that talk is about fire. It. You know, we're the critics corner, Linda yes. and me specifically. Um we listen to everything that you say with a and read everything you write with a very fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I can say that I'm very proud of your growth because I certainly have seen it. And our sister Carmen was talking about that uh, yesterday, just how much you have grown. Yeah, she sent me a lovely text. Thank you, Carmen. That was yeah, true. you've grown so much. Um, and as I'm listening to Soul Not for Sale, the mixtape, I hear. So much passion and so much, and just, I mean, I don't feel like you developed as an artist because you've always been a great artist to me. And I just think people need to listen and really take the time because I think folks, if it's not in rotation on the radio, it takes them a longer process to actually sit down and listen. And the world is moving so fast that folks that even they want to, but they just can't, you know, for whatever reason. Um, But I sat down. I but I was hearing different songs at different times in different spaces, but I sat down and I listened to every single song, every single word, and I have to say that there are really, really some dope tracks on this mixtape. So, shout out to you! Congratulations, yeah, well, you, you did man. a really, 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 really good job. So, how does it feel? And talk about the process and the whole. Well, for me, man, I've put together. This is like the third pro- project that I've created in the last few months, man. Shout out to um, my boy Chris Gotti um, at Adventure Music. We need like, something for shout outs around here. Shout outs. Shout like, out boom, boom, we shout out. Because we just believe in always giving everybody, their giving props. everybody like, you know what like, around us love. Just give them love, man. Um, Chris Gotti had been reaching out to me for a while. Like, yo, I want to do some music with you. I want to work with you. I think you dope. I always thought you was dope. I love what you stand for. And, you know, and then one day we were... At the Rucker, I mean, not the Rucker, we were at in the Dykeman Playground, mm. and then we just started building. He's like, come to the studio. And then I went to the studio, and we just started working on a project. We did a project, you know, um, that we already created. We had, mm. it, it's another project that you heard some of the tracks on, but we got about 20 songs, and it's so, like, dope, you know, and we just, we waiting for the right time to release it. So while I was waiting, I'm like, you know what? Let me just put something out. I want to put a mixtape out that because it was a feel. It was right. just a feel. Because people want to know why not the album. Why not the album? But I was like, it's it's a setup because the album to me is even doper than this. But I think this is dope. Mm. But the album touches on so many different subjects and stories. There's so many different things on the album. But this mixtape for me was something that was like a two and a half week process that we went to and we found some tracks that just married and had a feeling and you know so not for sale was is a is a, a clothing line that i you know i work with with my partner little man you know little man little the tallest man. dude i ever you know met in my yeah. life you know but he's saying? little he, man he started the company started so not for sale brand a few years ago and then we started partnering on it a couple of years ago in which you know he he's um was the founder of that and i say you know what this is something that represents me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. why that's where our our partnership came. And I was like, this mixtape should be named that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like that's always been soul my mantra. Not for sale. My soul has never been for sale. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, 
I haven't been able to get recognition. I haven't been able to get on certain platforms and certain situations that I believe I deserve. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything that I lack musically. I don't think that there's anything that I lack in the entertainment personnel. All of those things, I believe, that I have all of the things necessary mm -hmm. to be an elite artist in this field. But yeah, the fact that, that I don't, you know, I don't go about it a certain way and I don't kowtow and I don't bite my tongue and I don't feel I need to do things to fit into certain rooms is probably why I haven't. That's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. So this music was to reflect that. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted this music to reflect it and then also have essence of what it is that I represent. You right. Know, the right. movement, you know, how yeah, it is. Yeah, because in almost every song, it seems like you touch on um, just, you know, the movement and and not even so much the movement, that's one part of it, but just like common sense things and just like real authentic talk specifically to young people about choices that you've made, decisions you've made, and ways in which they can not fall into those same traps. So I just think it's a it's a really good project. I hope that people will download it. You I say hope it's so, on man. Please, it's all on every platforms. platform. I've heard that a million it's times. On all, on platforms, all platforms, man. You know, because I really just wanted to like a lot of projects I put and I put on a few platforms, but this one I really was like this needs to be on all platforms and it's completely independent. I, you know, I've partnered with Adventure, me and Chris Gotti. We just just wanted to give it to the world. We didn't just promote it. We didn't do no big. We just said, you know what, this this project for me is going to be like an R&B album. Mm. You know, R&B albums, they don't just go straight to the charts unless you just Beyonce or somebody. But what happens is they start to just grow slowly. Right. Like you build. Like, I don't right. I don't mind building this project for the next six months. Right. Like, just building with it because I know each song is so powerful. Like, I haven't heard one person that listened to this project that didn't have the sentiments you had. Like, people was like, yo, this... This is an epic body of work. Like it is the feel of it is just so real and authentic that it took me somewhere else. It's not nothing like that's out now. It still feels yeah. current, yeah. but it has a feel and a vibe that just it just empowers you. It yeah. makes you just feel something. And I, I was studying your Instagram um, stories and really sort of studying what people felt about it and I noticed that you're already starting to have certain songs that have a trend like yeah. Rain, Rain that has seems a trend. to be a, a Broke No one. More with my Broke boy no more. Therese Deshaun um, Sold Not For Sale with Connie Sale and it seemed like a lot of people around certain songs that I also felt you know I, I had a good feeling about and you can see it translating into what the public is saying so you know Harry Belafonte said something one day that I thought was so powerful and it stuck with me he said that when he saw how paul roberson was being blackballed you know paul roberson was a revolutionary you know and he spoke truth to power and anytime you did that especially back then you could be blackballed and he said he started to see what was happening with him and so he decided to continue as harry belafonte this fine black man successful rich man he decided to still continue to do the chicken circuit like to still do small clubs and to stay down stay ten toes down connected to the people mm -hmm. never get too high where they can take it from you mm -hmm. right and I feel like in your situation although it's it's topsy-turvy it's been difficult you are built you have built 
such a strong and authentic relationship with people on the ground that no matter what, they support you. Because everywhere we travel, speaking, and whatever it is that we're doing across this country, organizing, people love you. And they come out and they support you and they, and they, and they treat you just like they do any other celebrity. So, you know, I just I think it's great. I think you have the right model, but I know it's frustrating at times to just know where you were and to have this be the new direction that you've had to take but it's obviously god's walk for you yeah it's, i think it's it's like you said i'm building it in authenticity man yeah. i'm not compromising myself i'm putting out music that has doesn't have to go with status quo it doesn't have to have a certain sound that is current it just has what i feel right like i'm able to put my music and how i feel and people are really just gravitating to it so i'm just like you said i'm blessed to have people that love me Regardless, regardless of the statue or what's going on or radio play like people have been on my page like yo we, we need a project we need a project and you know that was my process for it like i just wanted to give my hardcore fans people that really want and believe in me something to listen to so i i'm, I'm grateful for the way that y'all have received it you yeah. know and i'm and i'm gonna continue to push it we're gonna probably shoot a video for every song because i feel like everything on it is visual and heartfelt you know, probably make make a mini movie called So Not For Sale. Oh, to it, Lord. You now know. we have to make it a you movie. You got to because. But you need to still focus on your album, so. But it's it's, pr it's a part of it, though. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I want the, it, it's the, a the, build I want the, the music to be the soundtrack for the movie because mm. it's so it's so real. That's dope. That is super, super, super dope. Yep. Tell people again how you can actually. Yes, get you it. can go to my page. Yo, which you can, page? You can go to my Instagram page, my son, NY General. And you can click the link in the bio. It goes straight to my website, and you can purchase it there. Or it's on every other platform in the world that you want to. It's on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, any other platform that you'll go to. You can stream it. And, you know, we just, so we just need to support. So for people that don't have Instagram, they could go to your website. You can go to my website. And purchase it, which is? It's mysonnyg.com. It's mysonnyg dot com and you can go right on my my website and just purchase it by yourself my son dash nyg dot com people should know just in case they forget that means my son new york general yes sir dot com yes All sir right. yes sir that's good that's good yes sir and that was such a high to talk about your album and i hate to go bring up the senate stuff again and talk but we have to make sure as this show is called Street Politicians, that we educate our audience and that we become educated on what's happening from a political perspective. I just think America's in big, big, big trouble. And we you always think? have been. You think? But this is really, when white folks get scared, then black people should be terrified. Like, and white people are, are scared. scared. Like, there are many white people. I have been meeting white folks who are staunch Republicans, they are Republic. They their granddaddy was a Republican. Their grandmama was cooking pies for the Republican convention. Mm -hmm. Their children are Republicans. They are they are Republicans, and they are struggling with supporting the Republican Party right now. Many of them have, for the first time in their lives, it won two thousand and sixteen. For the first time in their lives, they voted on the Democratic side. But even if they didn't then, because they still were so tied to it, now as we move towards uh, 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 the 2020 election, they're like, there's no way I can support this. They're right. 
I mean, and I'm not saying the Dem, like, let's not even get into it, because I'm not saying at all that the Democrats are anything better. But I do know that President Trump is, a, is probably the most dangerous man in America. He is. And the party that supports him is definitely not for us. And that's, and that's just always been my point of view. Like, people always say, oh, you Democrats and you talk. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm bi. I'm bipartisan. <laughs> You're bipartisan. That is. <laughs> <laughs> You're bipartisan. I'm bipartisan. Okay. That, the, I mean, hey. Because the reality <laughs> of the situation is, if 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 I because I want you to understand my position. <laughs> yeah. Because if I seen somebody. <laughs> if I saw somebody. If I had already seen, or if I saw somebody <laughs> that was in. The Republican Party that represented my interests, right? I would vote for them. But that's real shit. That's what I'm trying to tell like, you. For like, real. People think that I care about a party. I don't that's give real a shit. damn about a party. That's you real think shit. I care about a party? If they gave if me somebody. If somebody of the Republicans <laughs> was talking to my needs and the things that's going on in black communities and really was helping us and, and understood, I would vote for them. But the problem for me, where I have a disconnect, is you can't tell me that a party ran by white people. Uh-huh. 98% the Democrats, of them. The Democrats, this white folk over no, there, no, too. No, no, they're all over there, but I'm talking about 98% of them are white people that come from privileged communities that I don't come from. The leadership. The leadership. That's a, that's a and fact. And even the people that, over, they only have two black people in their party right now that are in office. In the Senate. In the Senate. So you can't explain to me that white people know more about me and what's for me then we do. But everybody that on the Democratic stage me, right now, they're all white people. But what I'm trying to who that, come from privilege. What I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is because that we've narrowed it down. But there were people on that stage. There are people. There are, narrowed it down. There are hundreds of people in the Democratic Party that look like me. And when we okay, so let's be clear about let's what we're saying. Let's be clear, because you know it's got to be clear. So what you're saying is that. When you see the leadership, all the folks that are hired, the people moving and shaking within the Republican Party. Yes. 98% of them are white folks. Yes. That's leaders, and and, they, and most of the leaders. And they're not, they're not, poor, they're not poor white people, people that come not, from the same. Well, some of them may have started with, but you 90% know. But 90% of them are but not. But they probably So if we, if, we, if, if, we go there, if we take away leaders, the 8%, leaders. The leadership. That's important. Okay, uh, but, but I need or... to understand this. How many people actually are in office that are black Republicans? Well, no. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. How many office, how many black Republicans have they actually voted into office? Okay, but I'm saying, I'm just trying to go no, slow. Just... Because people okay. don't necessarily understand. They hear things and they go and they'll say, oh, 98% of Republicans. My son said that 98% of Republicans come from privilege, which wouldn't be true because the body, the Republican Party's body, just like every other body, when you start to trickle down, it's just everyday people who are part of the party. But from the top in the leadership positions, you're saying that they, they the the leadership is basically a bunch of privileged white people. What folks. I'm asking so, you is no, this. No, no, I, no. What I'm saying you. is this. Mm -hmm. How many... Republicans are black that are in office. No, not in office. It should what do you be mean? 
because in these little towns uh-huh. across the country, there may be no, public. No, but, but I'm trying to tell you, that's not, I've, I've done the study. Well, but, you got to show me. From the Congress, the Senate, all of these things. See, listen that's to me. what I'm trying Governors to say. Governors are different. To, listen to me. Tim's, they're about, probably about Tim three Scott, of them. They're exactly. about three of them. But, I want you to understand this. I'm, and I'm telling you, I've done, I've done the study because I wanted to understand why people are saying that we need to switch parties. I actually wanted to understand it. Yeah. And I've had debates with other people who are telling me they're black Republicans. And they cannot name to me a double-digit amount of black people that are are elected officials in any state in America. Elected officials are Republicans. Right, but 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 there is a difference between there's a difference between elected officials and the leadership of the party. But the leadership is even worse than elected officials. I know, That's but what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm saying is that I don't know. I don't know. You okay. are probably right. Because I've studied. But I do not I look, know I want to understand. that across the country, in every single state senate seat and all these other city councils. But I do. I don't know that yeah. they don't have black people. They don't. I'm telling you. Okay. The one, And they had a woman that just said that she felt like a black woman. I forgot her name, and I, uh, we should look it up. But she was just talking about how she felt that they completely were against her. That it was racism, there was chauvin every day. As a as, as a, a black woman, a black Republican woman. She was supposed to be the, the the next of the party. They had a lot behind her, and she got out of there. And I'm trying to tell you, it was, it was I, about I, three I, of all them. I'm, just I'm saying telling you, I'm not making this is up. Is that there's some people I you know, it would be really sad if it you know, when you show me that, yes. it's really sad. It's gonna be but sad. Nonetheless, in the Democratic Party, yes, you are right. There are many more people of color who are in leadership positions. However, mm-hmm. in terms of Senate seats, mm-hmm. not that many. Corey, Kamala, it's it's not it's not like you're saying that on the Democratic side there's so many more. They are. But that's now, what I'm trying to tell you. You saying it's not that many and the not that many that we have is that much more than they have on the other I side. I don't know. Let's look at that. Look because it up. I I what I what I think though is that what we should be saying, which would support your position 100%, is that I know for a fact Mignon Moore, uh, Leah Daughtry, and other women who have been a part of the party leadership. Mm-hmm. So there are other, there are black women who are part of the party leadership, even, even black men, Michael Blake, Tamika, who's a, who is I a... I hear everything you're saying, and you're 100% right, but what I want you to know is that I get it. You you don't want to go on a limb and say something. No, because it's not. I mean, you, because not you probably don't limb. even believe that what I'm saying. Because you like it's it got to be. It's not that I'm not going I'm on the limb. You, I'm just saying happening. that I think it's important for us to be clear about. I'm clear because I was stuck. Listen to me. Because when when Kanye and these people was talking about this and that and how you see, and pu- it goes back some time. Th- to, listen to me, like oh, Carol. Carol Mosley Braun. I'm just trying to see. This is who I'm talking sure. about. Yeah, just look it up. I, I promise you, you go, you go be surprised. Cause I couldn't believe it that that black people was actually telling me that this is what I needed the party I needed to vote for. Tim Scott. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he might be the only black <laughs> I'm trying person. To tell you. And then, but but all I'm saying is that on the Democratic side is two. So you're saying that one more is better than one less. Yeah. I'm saying, and I agree with you, that. Across the board, in terms of the leadership of the Democratic Party, which is not just people in elected office, 
the, the, the Democratic Party and all parties' leadership is not just people who've been elected to serve in a political office. There are people who are running the different committees. There are people who are running the party. And it is very true that the diversity in the Democratic Party is much more in line with who we are and our mission and also much more representative of the communities that we support than the Republican Party. So we're on the same page about that. Where I was getting worried is around saying that all the elected officials, and I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying that oh. would be really sad. But it is. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It, you should. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. It's really sad because right. I actually Googled it and I studied it for about two days because I was like, why would somebody tell me to vote for somebody that never came from where I come from, don't look like me, don't have any cultural identification in me, and tell me that they know more about what's best for me than I do? Well, that doesn't make if, sense. If, to okay, me. so then if that's the case, let's see who we're going to cross out here of the candidates Bloomberg. Definitely. Out. Gone. Biden. Yeah, I can't. Out. I can't. Uh, who else you got? We got Up Bernie. Here on the stage. Bernie's my guy. You know, I like Tom Steyer, but, you know, he might have to be. He's out because, you know, I mean, Bernie, if you if by your definition that they don't come from where I come from, they don't understand my issues, almost none of them. But I'm just saying Bernie has been in the struggle with us for years. Oh man! You know, we can't act okay. like he ain't been there, though. All I'm saying is, whether you yeah, agree, he's you been can, there. He's been. He definitely has protested. He has been a part of, uh, you know, civil rights issues. He has. He has definitely carried the torch on behalf of the civil rights movement in different situations. In different he's situations. Been a white ally. But I would challenge that none of them, none of the people who are currently running for president deserve our vote in the way in which we have to vote for them now because of the fact that we got to get this guy out of office. I think the only time in history I felt like that was with Obama. And he he is questionable. Exactly. But, you know, we love Obama personally. But I don't think I've ever felt like somebody had to get my vote. I don't think nobody's Well, Well, they do have to because we have to get rid of Trump. Yeah, but I'm trying to tell you I've never felt like the, the closest I felt after Obama was Bernie because he spoke directly he does. to things that were his platform is the most bold it is and, and you know and it's a, a, a new way of thinking he 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 challenges the system and he says look why can't everybody go to school for free why can't everybody have health care no they can we just got to make sure some of these billionaires a little less rich and we can support everything y'all want to y'all find ways to do everything but these are the most important things in the world your life and your education are the most important things so why is that something so why is that something that people have to have money to get like it doesn't make sense so i'm with that i hear you and i and i and today you know what on our next episode we should really talk about these candidates we can can break them down we haven't really talked about them we got a long time (laughs) you know this will be going on for the rest yeah, of the presidential we, cycle. We got some time to talk about this. Yeah, but we do need to like really analyze these different folks because it's so much happening. You know that we were going to talk about the Super Bowl ads. I just really wanted to throw up when I'm, I watched. Did you watch? I don't. I don't watch anything that has to do with Super Bowl. You can't tell me you didn't see Shakira and J Lo shaking see around. Anything. I don't watch the NFL and I don't watch Super Bowl. Not in my house. 
oh, you don't watch the NFL either. No, none of the games. You don't support any of the At teams. All. So why now, when you have been very vocal about your support for your yeah support for Jay Z, like you really want to see Jay win mm-hmm. with what it is that he says that he's working exactly. on. I think we all want to see him win. I certainly do. Even the, even the toughest critics want to see what Jay has set forth to do actually come to fruition okay. because it needs to. And that's when I will watch the NFL. See, I'm I, I'm applauding Jay because he has applauding. The, I'm applauding or I supporting. Supporting. I, I mean, I'm not trying to change your no, words. No, I'm saying both because to have the wherewithal to take the criticism about what it's going to take to transform a situation, you know, organization has been historically you know, racist, but has profit off black bodies and will continue to profit off black bodies. And to say to yourself, okay, they're going to continue to profit off black bodies. So how do we make it to where these black bodies have a say, to where we start to create ownership inside something that's been profit off us for years, that has labor has been profit off of you? How do we start to transform and start making culturally sensitive, make people culturally identify with our things. That takes a lot because you're going to be called every name in the world. So I applaud that because everybody's not willing to do it. Some people are willing to sit there from their house and say, oh, you could have did this and you can buy this, but they don't do nothing. So I applaud anyone willing to take those strikes, you know, take those whippings on the back. And the reason why I still don't watch the NFL is because what Kaepernick stood for was real. You know, we are being killed at higher rates. We are being ignored. Black bodies aren't being valued. You know, and the NFL punished him for that. So I still have a problem with that. Although there are, there are you know, things that I've expressed that I have different disagreements with both of them on. But the reality is... Both of whom? Kaepernick and Jay-Z. I, I have dis- disagreements on both of their approaches in the situation. But the reality is I want to see, like you said, I want to see Jay succeed in his his plight to try to diversify and change what's wrong within the NFL and make it a more level play. I want that to happen. But until I see that happening, until, you know, because right now there's the product. It's like building a house, but I'm not going to move in a house until it's built. So I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that, they, that he's going to do what he set out to do. Yesterday I watched him. At the, I seen it on the Instagram, and I reposted where him and Beyonce never stood for the national anthem. So to me, that shows that, okay, we have, we're doing business, but the issue at hand that America doesn't respect black people is still something that's dear to me. And I don't want you to believe that because I've decided to come in here and try to transform this for my people that I sold them out. So there's going to be different views. Everybody has a different point of view. But for me, I'm not watching it until I see the work that they say they want to do actually get done. And I, I, I hear you, and I, I have very deliberately taken a position of not speaking too much on this NFL situation because I also want to see what Jay-Z is doing. Understanding, it's not like my relationship with, or, or my, my when I say relationship, I don't want it to, to uh, be misconstrued that I'm saying that I have a personal relationship for Jay-Z. But my relationship, just in terms of knowing what he's done for many of the families in the movement, how he's been supportive of organizations financially and other resources that he has given uh, to support different organizations, not necessarily an organization that I um, 
was leading, but definitely I know that he's done a lot. And so when he stepped out there with the NFL, while I had very serious and specific issues around some of the talking points, the optics of the whole thing, Cap's involvement, I also still feel that what he's saying, what he's trying to do, is is really coming from a very real place. At the same time, I support Colin Kaepernick, and I support his movement. I support what he stands for, and I think that the NFL by itself, just the NFL, without the, all the issues, the brothers, you know, Jay Z, Colin, Eric Reed, all of that, just the NFL itself is trash. That's what I feel. So how do you reconcile all these things? It's difficult, and I feel that f from my perspective, I could go analyzing everything and shooting at this one and saying what I feel about some of Colin, in my opinion, my personal opinion, some of his missteps. I could go about talking about what I feel, and all that does is add to what I feel has been very divisive in our communities because it has been extreme. This has been probably one of the most divisive issues that we that I personally have seen in a very very long time mm -hmm. um and I, and I just don't feel like I can help by being you know by being because really I'm gonna tell I would say the jury's out on both sides with me we're gonna see what happens I still think Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the NFL period point blank he should be playing um, but I also understand that there's a bigger picture here that has to be addressed, and that is how our communities, these players come from communities that need to be su supported, uplifted. Um, and so how does that happen at the same time while you deal with Collins issues? There's a lot. And, and everything, everything that we see, even in our expert places, where we all experts on different issues, we're not always able to really have a conclusion, you know? So I, I struggle internally with it. But I also sit and work with Rock Nation, right? Like I sit with them and I've been working with them to see how we can advance the cause. So it's a, it's a lot. But they know. Everybody knows me. I'll still say what it is that I feel. Do they know me? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So that's why I don't watch the NFL yet. But anyway. Anyway. The ad. The ad. That Trump hit Trump's ad, which I thought was interesting, that there's been so much, so much turmoil between black folks and the NFL, but yet they chose Trump chose tr the Trump ugh, chose Trump chose to. Place his advertisement specifically targeting black people during the show. I didn't, I, I, and I'm still, maybe there's some numbers that I don't know about, but the last I checked, the NFL was having issues with black viewership. I don't understand why he chose that venue to place a black ad. But, you know, whatever. I, I, there's a bunch of conspiracies I could come up with around how, what they think about us and the fact that sports is, like, the only place where we actually pay attention, but that's a whole different conversation. But the advertisement basically was about criminal justice reform, and he's basically touting his record on cr criminal justice reform, you know, that the First Step Act 
has helped to free many people. Uh, I think they, Van Jones says like 7,000 people have gotten out of prison since President uh, Trump has been in office. A lot of people work with him on that, Topeka Sam. And we are all for the fact that government is doing what it's supposed to do. Like, right? We That's what you're supposed to do. Help to free people who shouldn't be in prison. Mm-hmm. However... He, he uses one woman who was free. That's the woman, Alice Johnson, who Kim Kardashian supported. Okay. Yeah. Supported. Yes, sir. He, he, he used her to, to create this ad around and pretty much said, you know, I'm the only one that can get this done. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, some people talk about criminal justice reform, but I'm actually making it happen. And I just thought to use this black woman... And her story as a prop, while at the same time you participate in racist behavioral patterns and put people in serious danger. And just the other day blocked African countries from being able to come to the United States. Put, put you know, had, it's, it's called on, Insta, I mean, on social media, hashtag the African ban. It really, really bothers me. That you would use this woman, you know what I mean? Well, well, we we understand that Trump is a businessman. Everything he do is strategic. You know, when when he freed up from the beginning, it was about strategy. You know, when Kim Kardashian came and she's one of the most well known people in the world, and she pleaded with him. And when people, what a lot of people don't understand was, you know, there was a lot of situations within Obama's administration where he commuted. Mm-hmm. The most people in history, because they shot down bills that would have allowed people like Alice to be, to be set free. Right. So, so when they denied the bills that would would her crime wasn't even supposed to she was supposed to get out. It would have been hundreds of thousands of people that have been out. Right. Well, if, so if what he was if trying what he to was do trying was to do, done. Done, but nobody right. wants to have those conversations. Right. That's true. You know. So That's th- a fact. Th- this is a fact. So when he wasn't able to do that, he started commuting sentences, which he was over a thousand people. He commuted their sentence right. means that he freed them, and he signed in an executive order to let the people free. He wasn't able to get to Alice before Johnson, Alice right. Johnson before, but she was on the list of one of the people that he was supposed to be free. But people don't have these conversations; right. they don't have real right. live conversations about that. But her case is so drastic when you look a mother who was sentenced to life for drugs. And things of that nature. Who had served how many over twenty? I know, she served a long time. She, I think served, she was in jail for like thirty years. Or for like, 30. like that. So when you look at it, it's, it seemed like wow, she shouldn't have been there. And he utilized that to play on the, the strings and the heartstrings of America to say, "I've done something. Look, I've done that." Not not saying that these judges that you put in are going to make sure right. that most exactly. of our kids never come exactly. home from prison. Exactly, because the federal judges that they have been putting in office—that's the thing. It's like they're letting people out. The front door they, for the cameras. This is this but is this to me. It's, it's the bait and switch. They, what they're gonna do is bait and switch. the people that go into jail now, the, you gonna have hell getting out of there. Right. So they're letting people in. Okay, these people been here over time. We're gonna let them go. These crimes. We commuting this. But when you go into this facility from now on for the crimes, the the the, the minimums are gonna be raised. Yeah. The criteria. To all, of all of these things are gonna be different because. They're opening new jails for a reason. They're not just opening new jails because, you know what, we we, we want to stop crime. We're going to make sure that we let people go. No, they're opening new jails because they plan to fill them. 
Right. So these are this is not right. this is well, this is a tactic that people don't understand that, that Trump pulls. So yeah. he knows what he's doing. He he's been a reality TV star. He knows reality TV and he knows sales. how to play. He knows how to play through the to media. But and, and 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 you know, and there's some folks that's like I, all I care about is black people and black 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 black. But you can't support a person who says I freed some folks from jail, but yet they have thousands of families. Mexican families and, and and African families that they never really show you in the media separated at the border with children in cages, children dying, families dying, people who have lost their children forever and will never see That's them right. again. Those are people they need to get. So, so w- listen to me. If y'all, if y'all smart, you'll go get those people. You'll go get the exonerated five who right. Trump said that he deserved to get the death penalty. Those yeah. are the people you get. You, we want to, we want to, we are who, when you so say, happy. Who are you talking to when you say if y'all people want to go? I'm like, talking who? to all the presidential candidates. Uh, the rest of the uh. presidential candidates, if you want to do something, he just put, brought Alice Johnson out, and we're so happy that she's home because she deserved to be home. Let's talk about the people that he kept in cages. Let's talk about people like the Exonerated Five that he he put out full-page ads to say that they deserve the death penalty. And never, even to this day after they were proven, DNA proved that they were innocent, he never even gave those men an apology. No, actually he doubled down and was like, yeah, you know, I don't know about that. But, you know, and, 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 and back to the federal, yo, the federal judges piece is so important because I don't know about they're rolling the back average, civil rights. I don't know about the average person. Well, that's what his whole Supreme Court play was. The reason why he needs to stack the Supreme Court is because, and even he said, in reference to impeachment and other things around, um, you know, where where he's been found to be engaging in criminal activity, he even said, "That's okay. We'll take it to the highest court." You know why? Because he knows that the court is stacked. It's not really in his favor yet. And God, let's hope that Ruth uh, Bader's Ginsburg, that she stays as healthy as she can. And I don't want her to stay healthy just so she can hold the court. But in general, but, but he's trying to stack that court with Supreme Court nominations and Supreme Court, excuse me, confirmed seats that will give the Republican Party the upper hand with the courts so that whenever there are major cases like Roe v. Wade, which would uh, reverse abortion and other really important things that they find to be problematic, they don't want us women to have our rights, civil rights, you know, all these different things that people fought, lived, died for. They want to turn those things back. They know that the Supreme Court can do it. And so that's one level. But you also need the federal courts to advance these things to the dang on Supreme Court. So they're stacking. We playing chess. You know what y'all say? We playing checkers and they playing chess. We over here arguing about, you know, who don't like who and did did Bernie say this to Elizabeth and what she think and she's a liar and he's this and and Bloomberg's ugly and -and so-and-so is this. uh, Biden is nibbling on his wife's finger. While at an event in front of everybody, I mean, we going through, we dealing with all of that. 
Meanwhile, these people are in power positions, putting people in place to be able that when Trump is long gone, they would have changed things in our Constitution. They would have reversed very serious our rights, as you said. This is some serious shit. No, it's very serious. It's It's, extremely serious. It's it's super serious. We need to take it serious, man. You know, you know, Trump is is such a dangerous, but hilarious person. I I was just looking at what he. No, it's hilarious because he congratulated. I don't watch the Super Bowl, but you know, I seen. But you had heard that he congratulated Kansas City on their huge win by saying, "You represented the great state of Kansas." And in fact, the entire USA so very well. Our country is proud of you. Right, you tell me. Now, as a president, <laughs> somebody of just just a basic grade school, <laughs> you would know that Kansas City is not in Kansas. It, yeah, you know that's just. But this is oh the president. God. The president of the United States doesn't know that Kansas City is not in Kansas. Mm. But this is the person that is the leader of the free world. It was a post to Lord delete. Have mercy. I mean, it's just Lord it's a, it's a mercy. scary thing, and and I think my final point that Lord I would just make is Mine's that mine is Lord have mercy. Lord have yeah, mercy. but I mean, it is Lord have mercy. It's serious, and you know, and Lord have mercy on us. I was I was coming into the studio today, and I passed a man in the train station who was sitting there, and his legs was just riddled with sores, and he just looked sick i mean he first of all he was swollen so there's disease in his body i mean he was big and he had sores everywhere on his body and i was just looking at him and i started praying loudly lord help us like help us like why have thou forsaken us like what is this you know because he's one of so many people the homelessness in new york and across the country is out of control and yes, it is diverse because I see, I see, I saw a white couple. I passed them all the time. We all and I give like the both white, of us are one check away from being homeless. This is true. I give this white couple. They sleep on the ground on the street in New York, and I, I give them every time I see them. And the woman now she knows me. She's like, "Yeah, man, how you doing?" You know, but it's a lot of our people, a lot of black people who are out here homeless, young people in Fordham Road on the Bronx in the for, on in Fordham Road. What? On Fordham Road in, in the, the Bronx. Bronx, there's a little circle, and Cardi B gets her nails done there, so you know I know all about that. So I was going to coming from going to the nail salon one day, trying out her person, and as I was walking through this little square in the middle, it's a big shopping center for people who don't know. It's a lot of stores. A lot of folks go there. There were so many young people early in the morning sleeping on the benches all over the park, all over the park. It was young people. I'm, I'm talking about eight years old, nine years old, they're homeless, sleeping in the park. And I thought to myself, this issue of black people in America still being considered slaves, that we don't have our full rights, that we don't. We're still in the Constitution considered to be three-fifths human. That has never been changed. We, we think about the 13th Amendment, which says that we are free unless we commit a crime and end up in prison, in which at that point you can be uh, sentenced, if you will, to indentured servitude, which is how we end up making products for every corporation, answering the phone for the DMV. We're in, j- in prisons working, and when you get out of prison, because you have a criminal background, you can't even get a job for the same company you were working for while you were in prison. 
the deck is stacked against us. It's okay. stacked against us. And, you know, I we don't have time to play around. That's why you try to make light. I laugh at it because, I like I told you, like, I watch it and it's a sham. Just watching this impeachment trial is a sham. Like, this man is literally running the White House like it's the mafia. Yeah. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, he's yeah. running with mafia rules. Like, he's running like it's a gangster organization. And, you know, and that's what we're dealing with. So when you look at what's funny was him and Bloomberg are starting to have this exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, Bloomberg is somebody that I'm not, definitely, we're not fond of, especially no, from New York. We him. understand his stop and frisk and how those things have definitely plagued black people in our in our city. But when you look at the tactics, they both have the same mentality because they right. both, Bloomberg pretty much gangsted New York. He said, you know what, I don't want to, I'm going to get my term. That's yeah, right. I'm going to change. Like, he knows No, but this. you got to explain that quickly because we, we got to wrap it up, but. You got to explain when you say he just, because everybody, we not, you know what I'm saying? So basically, like to a broad prior audience. to Bloomberg, you were only able to run for two terms. You can only, yeah, you were, occupy you the mayor seat. You can only occupy the mayor seat for two terms. Mm-hmm. And he somehow enacted some law. He changed. He changed, <laughs> he changed policy. Yeah. <laughs> and they made him, he was able to have three terms as a mayor. Right. So this is what. Trump is doing so. This is familiar to Bloomberg. So mm-hmm. Bloomberg is using the same exact tactics. He's talking about somebody. Bloomberg is talking about his hair and talking about his his skin. And he's talk, he's using the <laughs> he's same. Doing the bully he's tactics. using the pig pen tactics, man. He's going. They go like Michelle Obama said. When they go low, we go high. No. Bloomberg. Bloomberg said when they go low, we just go a little <laughs> we bit go lower. lower that's you know it. what I'm saying? So and this is and I tell people all the time. That's what it's going to take to beat Trump. You cannot be politically correct. You cannot be this calm, savvy person because he is talking to a demographic of people who don't give a fuck. Like, literally, they fed up, they mad, they've been feeling like their country has been taken over by these immigrants and by these blacks and people being celebrated. He's saying, nah, we gonna get this back. Mm. So, and if somebody ain't over here talking to their base the same way he's talking to his, you cannot beat this man. I want y'all to understand this. This man is playing a take game. Off the gloves, right? You got to take the gloves off. He is a celebrity um con artist. Con artist. The man is a con artist. Rapist. He has raped Listen to me. This man is fascist. the They got a rapist in the White House. He got he got hundreds of people who have accused him of that. That was a hundreds. I mean, I'm not talking about rape. Yeah. I'm talking about accuse him of criminal activities. Acti- that's true. Like rape, different there's, types. There's double digit rape people who have cho- accused That's him of rape. True. He That's has a fact. he has over hundreds of accusations of crimes. Different types of crimes. Different types of Stealing crimes from the the people who work for him. He wouldn't pay them. The man the, is a the, criminal the, man. The, 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 the a black folk said he treated them like garbage while they worked in the Trump in his different Trump um uh facilities. I mean, he immigrants have issues with him. Then he had the Trump University, which ended up being a sham. And this. Crazy crazy how you can have a college, if you will, some educational institution that stole from people, that wasn't accredited, all these different things, and then you have to pay all these people back and still be the president. It's no way Obama could have done that. Listen, we can have, listen to me. I'm going to stop because we can have we a can whole move, yeah. segment That's, we're gonna talk on the, our next the inequity, all, I mean, inadequacies of, of Donald Trump. We can it we can have a whole podcast on it that. It really needs to be. But we're going to move on, you know, and, and, and kind of wind down. And we're going to get down to my I don't get it. 
just, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. You know, you and we were talking, like. we were talking about um my mixtape. We were talking about certain other things where there's support, where we need support in the movement, and and certain things like we do, and a lot of people behind closed doors they come to us and tell us how good a job that we're doing, and they give us hugs, and they 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 want to pick your brain, and they want to have conversations with you, and they want to figure out, and they want to do all these things in private. They they silently and privately celebrate you, but they never publicly support you. Mm. And I just don't mm. get that. Mm. Like to me, that's very like I don't understand why. How do you know? And they're in positions because most of the people I'm speaking about, they're in positions to 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 just give a kind word. If they if they would tweet about something that you were doing most of the time, it could change your tax bracket. It could change your whole life. It could change the struggle that you're actually going through. It could change, it could elevate the movement. But most of these people don't do it. They'll tell you how they love what you do. They'll tell you how they celebrate you, how dope of a person you are, how they really um, feel you and they love you, but they will never, ever support you publicly. And I just don't get that. And you know, and I want you, I want you at home mm-hmm. to really come back because we've had this conversation all the time. Like we go places, and you know, based on the work that we do, that is is really authentic and, and comes from a place of us really just wanting to see our people in better positions. We travel a lot, and we see a lot of people, celebrities, who come up and they talk to us and tell us, "Yo, I love the work you're doing. Do this." But these same celebrities and people in power, they haven't done anything to help the work that we do. They haven't done anything to make the work that we do any easier. And, you know, and it really, it pains me. I, I don't, you, you don't have any obligation to it. None of us have any obligation to anyone. But I just want to understand, if you celebrate somebody, if you say you believe in them, if you say you respect them, you say that what they're doing is so dope, why don't you see the need to publicly, publicly, mm. I'm going to say it again, publicly support them? I don't get it either, so I have nothing to say on that because, you know, it's, it's a hurtful thing. It's very when, hurtful. When you know that people who would imagine, and, and it's worse when you believe that somebody cares about you and they don't support you. you know. But, you know, I found over time that God will just help you see things you need to know and makes your circle tighter and stronger because those who have been with us have really been with us. And there are so many we can't even name. So, you know, God, what, what, what's the, what's the, the, you always say this about when God sent the boat for Noah. Yeah. He right? Said, it was for Noah. It was for Noah. And he sent them the, the boat. First, he sent him what? No, it wasn't Noah. It was no. Who? Wait a minute. Noah's Ark. Hold on. It That's wasn't not Noah's it. Noah. Yeah, no, I know. I'm it's wrong. Just, it was we just, it's get just the a story. It's right. a tale where they said. They oh, were, it's a tale. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not in the it's Bible. Not, it's not actually, because I be that thing so it sound, good. It sounds biblical. It's an, it, it does yeah. sound biblical. But basically, God sent numerous. It was a man that was on sea, mm. and and he kept. He was waiting for God. He said, "God is going to save me." So he sent you the know? boat. So right. He sent the boat, and he was like, get on. He's like, no, no, God's going to save me. Mm-hmm. You know, then he sent somebody in a little canoe, mm-hmm. and he said, God's going to save me. Then he sent a big ship, a big ship, mm-hmm. a, a helicopter. Mm-hmm. He said, no, no, I'm waiting on God, and then he drowned. You, just, you did a black preacher thing with that. Black now preacher. you're in the helicopter. helicopter Nobody came ever down, said. They, they, put the, they, they sent down the road. He's like, get on. He said, no, don't worry about it. God's going to save me. And he said when he he died, he drowned. Mm. And he got there, he said, God. Talk, preacher, come on. He said, God, I thought you was going to save me. I was waiting for you to come save me. He said, well. I sent you a boat. 
I sent you a helicopter. <laughs> you know, I sent you a canoe. You ain't get it. So the, right. the moral of the story is, you know, you never know what help looks like. And you, we just got to be able to, to see it when it comes. Right. Also, and not worry about what who isn't. But be grateful for what grateful. God does send us. I mean, I'm grateful for those who support us in private or people who don't support us. But I'm not that type of person. You mm -hmm. know, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm authentic. If I say that I care for you, if I say that I support you, then I'm going to let the world know. But for those of you who are not that way and you want to <laughs> secretly support us, we take donations. <laughs> private donations. You know what I'm saying? You want to give private donations. That's and you what's wanna, up. Then th 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 that type of secret I can deal with. But don't secretly do nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> If you want to give secret don't donations, secretly do you don't secretly do nothing. But we appreciate donations. Until Freedom, you can go to our Until Freedom page, and you can donate to Until Freedom right now because the work is always needs to be funded. Ongoing. Ongoing. So we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. It's Another good. episode. Like we said, we're not going to always agree. We're not going to always be right. But we're going to always be authentic. Yeah. Peace. That's how we own it! Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.